We are five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. You know, this Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students. America first. You could put half of Trump supporters into what I call the basket of deplorables. Change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. The racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic. guys. Uh, sorry, our urgent education is a little bit late this week. Um, I had to do taxes Wednesday, and so uh, that put me behind on this and the Daniel teaching I've been doing weekly. But I wanted to, and I apologize beforehand, use a subject line that is almost like clickbait, but not quite. And that is, should a Catholic vote Democrat? You can actually add uh, should a Christian vote Democrat? A lot of people sh uh, stray away or shy away, I should say, from discussing this topic because uh, for some reason, you know, it's like this idea that politics, religion are sacred. We shouldn't ask questions. We shouldn't question who people vote for, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I used to be of that mind until the elections uh, of 2020 and even 2016. And um, I want to lay my foundation. I want to give you a short story and I will look at some of the candidates. And so the first thing is that um, our founding fathers and the people that continued to make this country successful um, always spoke about the duty of a, a citizen to vote in this country. A lot of Christians, and I used to be one of them, was like, well, you know, I mean, who cares? Isn't God appoint rulers? Um, well, actually, he works within the confines of the system that is in place in the country. And there's a Proverbs, I think it's in chapter 14, where it talks when the righteous rule, you know, the city rejoices, but when the wicked rule, the people groan. And I talked about it, I believe, in um, Daniel's teaching yesterday. So... There's several scriptures that support our role as God's people, his government on earth, um, in voting in elections. And I've got some teaching on that under church shift training at the hub apostolic training center.com or the hub apostolic training.com. I think it has center in there, but I'm not sure. Uh, but anyway, so um, I lay out all of that also on the We the Deplorables podcast. I have a series where I go into the Christian's role when it comes to voting. And there's a lot of scriptures there. And so uh, you can get educated on that aspect of it. Um, again, I used to didn't think voting mattered or that I would, you know, it was really that big of a deal until the Lord began to show me in scripture how it is. With that said... Um, the next thing that I have seen that's a problem amongst Christian circles and 
uh, I'm not sure if it is amongst uh, Catholic circles, and that is this desire to vote in a pastor. Uh, so when this became evident to me was during Trump's run in 2016, and a lot of people were offended by, you know, how brutally honest he was, even rude and insensitive. And there were two things that were going on. Number one, um, he is a D personality. That's just how Ds are. I understand that because I'm a D. However, with Holy Spirit's help, hopefully I've refined myself and I'm not as rude and insensitive. I don't know. You probably have to ask people around me, but I've tried to be better. But the other thing is he's a New Yorker. New Yorkers are like that. But about five months into his campaign, um, by the way, he surrounded himself with spirit-filled believers. He was born again. What I admire about him is he did not use that to get votes. And, uh, but here's what happened. So I'd, you know, be in conversations with Christians and like, oh, well, I'm going to vote for this person because he's a Christian. You know, Trump's just too rude. He's blah, blah. Well, the reason that was irritating to me at that point was because it's not a person's disposition that we're supposed to be looking at. It's who is Holy Spirit saying we need to vote for, whether they're Republican or Democrat. And uh, so what the Lord told me is that there was a Jezebel influence that was trying to silence the church, literally using our laws, uh, trying to silence the church and her influence, especially in the world of politics. And we could not have a politician as usual. We had to have someone that was outside of the box and a business person who thought differently. And that's exactly what happened. In fact, he told me that um, Trump would win. He did. He told me the date that he actually won the election, which was, I believe, October 29th, 2016, when they decided to reopen the um, Clinton email scandal, as well as the fact that that was the exact date that King Cyrus went into Babylon in 589 B.C., I believe. And um, there's been a lot of prophetic words that Trump was a Cyrus. And uh, so there was a lot of, you know, supernatural things going on around there. But people just kept saying, well, he's not nice or he's rude or I don't know if he knows Jesus. Um, it's not any of that. It is who is anointed for the position. So the first question should be, Holy Spirit, who do I need to vote for? Okay, so that that's important. If you don't hear anything on that, then you have to go to principles because presence always trumps principles. So whatever presence is saying, whatever you see him doing, whatever you hear him saying, showing you, etc. That's what you do. But if you don't have that outright, this is what Holy Spirit is saying, then you go into principles. So this takes me to the story. So fast forward, um, Michelle Lujan Grisham is running for office and she's a Democrat. I knew instantly she was a radical pro-abortion uh, candidate. She um, was also pretty radical in her ideas on finances. Plus, she just has a bad reputation. She grabbed a man's testicles uh, at a party to intimidate. She um, is a hypocrite. And I, I was not very happy that she got elected. But anyway, so I was at uh, this place where I saw this gentleman, you know, and I, he, I mean, he was a strong Christian. I didn't know he was Catholic. Um, we had plenty of discussions before and, you know, he loves Holy Spirit and I love Holy Spirit and we both love Jesus. And so we just had really good conversations. And I said, you know, I'm so upset that a person who likes killing babies has been elected. And he looked, he said, well, I voted for her. And I said, I thought you were a Christian. He said, well, I am. And um, I said, well, why did you vote for her? And he said, but she's Catholic. There's no way she would be pro-abortion. 
So here's the summation I made was, okay, so you selected to vote for this candidate because of their religion. You know, there's a reason we don't have a religious test in this country. Um, but that was a factor versus actually looking at her record and seeing what her policy positions are. So here is where I'm coming from. And then we're going to dive into a couple of the candidates that are running. If there is a candidate that believes in abortion, that's an automatic no. Uh, modern, the modern day abortion industry is likened to the uh, Old Testament practice of throwing babies in the fire to Moloch, uh, where it was supposed to be for the health of the mother or rape or incest or whatever. It's now, let's let the baby be born and die on a table. And I'm not exaggerating. That's in Virginia. Uh, that's in, uh, I don't know if Georgia's adopted it yet, but New Mexico is one of those late term New York. Um, and that's evil. And it's wicked. And so if you vote for a Democrat that believes in that by proxy, you are saying you agree with that. Uh, now people might be like, well, no, I just, you know, we need to get the mean orange man out of office. No, if you vote for a Democrat who believes in killing babies in the womb, you have as- assigned your agreement with that practice. And you might think, well, but I didn't vote for abortion. I voted for this. No, again, if you voted for someone who is pro-abortion, you have voted for abortion, okay? It's that simple. I mean, if you look at Revelation, I think it's chapter 3, starting with verse 1, when it's talking about you have allowed that woman Jezebel. If you look at that word allowed, it means that by ignoring her, she has gained power. So you cannot ignore the positions that politicians have and expect this country to go in the direction that you want it to go, and that's toward God. So I was quite frankly disappointed in his lack of research and his belief that just because someone says they're Catholic, they're Catholic. That's like just because someone says if they're a Christian, they're a Christian. We don't take people at their word. We take people at their fruit. And when it comes to politicians, we take them at their positions and what they have voted on. Um, the other thing that uh, I think is important this voting season that's coming up is number one, to go vote. Uh, in primary elections, only 25% of um, Christians show up to vote. We need a hundred percent of Christians voting, but if we even had 70, uh, I think it's 3% vote, we would never lose an election to a pro-abortionist, pro-socialist and anti-American candidate again. So our voice is very powerful. Um, People be like, well, isn't that gospel overreach? I challenge you to read the Bible and you tell me where you do not see some type of marketplace or political influence or God's people. I, I challenge you that. I mean, it's all over. In fact, Psalm 2 says that um, God gave Jesus the nations as an inheritance. How do you think he gets those nations? He gets us through them. So in order for America to uh, be returned to a sheep nation, that will require Christians, the sheep, being engaged in politics and business. Okay, so then you've got the other side where you've got people that are so passionate behind a candidate, especially if they're a Christian, that it will actually run elections. So um, we're seeing that in our New Mexico election. And I may make people mad, but if I cared about that, I probably wouldn't be talking about this topic. So you've got um, in the election between George Bush Sr. and Bill Clinton, what won Bill Clinton that election is there was a candidate that 
um, it was uh, Rand Paul's dad. Was his name Ron Paul? I don't remember because I was like so young, I wasn't paying attention. But later I learned that both candidates were undesirable to such a degree that the third candidate who ran as an independent was able to peel off enough Republican votes to where Clinton got in. Now, here in New Mexico, we've already dealt with the Catholic issue, the Christian issue. Should a Catholic, should a Christian vote for a Democrat who believes in abortion? No. So that only leaves Republican. So if you have a, or unless you have a Democrat that doesn't believe in abortion, fine, vote for that one. But that's just the deciding factor. Okay. So then it's like we've got uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham, who's running again. And that's why she's giving out a bunch of handouts and doing a bunch of stuff at the end. Legalized pot, by the way, forced representatives to go back until they voted yes. Then you have Ronchetti and then you have Bedoni. Now, out of those two, Ronchetti and Bedoni, my favorite is Bedoni. But I'm not going to vote for Bedoni because she's not going to win. And so I'm not going to have my vote peel off of the Republican ticket to vote for someone that is not going to win. Because what that will do is that will give Michelle Lujan Grisham the victory. Okay? And this is my cat, Joseph. Seriously, I'm talking about serious matters, Joseph. So when you look at, you know, again, my favorite is Bedoni. Am I going to vote for her? No. Uh, because I want someone that wins. It's the argument of, well, we need a whole new party. No, we need people that are Christians to become precinct uh, chair people that they decide who runs and who doesn't so that we can use the party and use the tools that we have to turn the party around. So we don't want to burn the system down just to prove a point. So for all of those that are supporting Pedoni, I admire your enthusiasm for her. I'm very enthusiastic for her as well, but she will not win. And she's going to peel votes away from Ronchetti, which will then get Michelle Lujan Grisham in again. So it's up, you know, again, if you don't have presence telling you who to vote for, then please let principals vote. But also we have to be smart and we have to be strategic about who is going to win. So I know a lot of Christians hate this, but it's really the lesser of two evils. So when you look at Michelle and you look at Mark, Mark is pro-life. And I'm going to go with pro-life 100% of the time. So that's kind of where things stand right now. And so I wanted to share this with, number one, we've got to spread the word that just because someone says they're Christian or someone says they're Catholic doesn't mean they get our vote. You need to look at their policy positions because they lie. In fact, a lot of evidence came out once Obama got in that he lied about his Christian faith to get votes. And then it later came out that the church he went to was racist and anti-American. So I want to examine to end this a couple of things. So you have Michelle Lujan Grisham. Um, she... Uh, is, again, pro-late-term uh, abortion. She, um, let me see here. She is also wanting to end gas cars uh, along the same time frame as California. She's tried to keep our oil production up. I'll give her that. Um, she also um, has some uh, socialist-leaning um, ideas when it comes to finances. 
when it comes to uh, small business. Um, she repealed our state law. We had a state law that criminalized abortion. She repealed that. She also, let me see, I'm looking at um, justthefacts.votesmart.com. Um, let's see if there's anything that I can think of that would support the socialist ideas. Because I want to give you guys some evidence. I found it the other day, and now I can't find it. I don't want to spend too much time here. But she's definitely a big government um, person. Oh, the the minimum wage thing was interesting. Um, yeah, I don't see what I found the other day, so I apologize for that. Okay, then you have Ron Ketty, who again is um, uh, pro-life. Okay, so the other one that um, we have here that's running is Secretary of State. So right now, our Secretary of State is Maggie Toulouse Oliver, I think is her name. So I started doing some research on her, and she's been endorsed and is affiliated with um Working Families Party. And I wanted to know what that was about. So the Working Families Party was first established in New York. Um, it was akin to the New York Third Parties, the American Labor Party and Liberal Party that was established in the 30s and 40s by the Social Democrat Leaders. Uh, social Democrat Leaders is another phrase to describe socialists. So just look it up. You can find it. Anything that has progressive, social democratic leaders, uh, any social justice things, that is typically people that do not believe in capitalism. And uh, capitalism is what makes our world go around. Uh, so in her um, website, she says that she's a longtime resident of our state, and her passion is finding innovative solutions to the challenges so many in our communities face. That's why she's de- dedicated her career to moving our state forward from fighting for our environment to standing up for reproductive justice. She's been on the front lines with the people in New Mexico. So what does that mean? So the fighting for our environment is environmental justice. So that's the whole movement that wants to ban fossil fuels, which has caused our gas prices to skyrocket. Uh, They want everybody to work on electricity. Well, let me give you the background electricity. Electricity is formed and is maintained by fossil fuels. Not only that, but draining our uh, reserves like uh, Biden has done and buying dirty oil. So if we go to Venezuela, uh, Saudi Arabia, their oil is thicker and it's dirty. We are the cleanest oil producers in the world. And we have more than enough oil to last for hundreds of years. So this whole situation with environmental justice If you look at Sri Lanka, if you look at Europe right now and what they're going through, it is because of environmental justice advocates that are basically waging war against fossil fuels. In fact, Biden said that's exactly what he would do. So that is political speak for climate change enthusiasts and people that no longer want us to be able to use natural gas and oil. The reproductive justice is abortion. Okay, Uh, so these are just like some of the things that they'll say. Um, Expanding voting access 
is usually a sign that they're opening up voting to people who probably should not be voting. Um, she also overturned our same sex marriage ban that we worked hard to get. Um, let's see. What else was there? Um, she, uh, worked on campaign finance rules to shine light on dark money, which is interesting because a lot of Democrats are funded by dark money, including, um, from George Soros. So let's see. Um, there was something else I saw the other day that, um, was political speak for radical ideas. And I do not see it now. Okay. So that's the, the Democrat. Audrey Trujillo, um, she is a Republican and she believes that we should have one vote per a uh, registered legal voter, and you can research how many people voted that shouldn't have in the last election. Uh, she has deep roots in her community. She's very active with several organizations in her city and all over the state. Um, she has, you know, her education, her work experience, etc. She has all of her endorsements. Um, she is a generational, 15 generational native New Mexico, born and raised in Santa Fe, New Mexico. She's a small business owner, which is important to look for. Um, because they know how to build things, how to run things. You don't want career politicians. Uh, she also taught anti-bullying seminars, self-defense courses for adults and children. Um, she also has been an active citizen in her community. She's known for her conservative activism, activism and organization of community events that bring awareness to detrimental bills and laws. She's also testified several times against bills that would negatively impact us. The Secretary of State, the reason that one is so important is they're in charge of voting. They're in charge of all of the elections. And so if you have people in there that are Democratic, sometimes they will pass laws or allow things to happen that actually make our elections unfair. So um, not saying ever, I'm actually just as mad Republicans as I am Democrats on some of the things they've done. Uh, then the other one that I wanted to touch on real fast is also the attorney general. Um, so the attorney general, the one that's in there right now, so let me get over to that. They're very important because they will decide what we will take up as far as legal cases and what we want. Won't. The um, one that's in there right now is Raul Torres. He's a Democrat. Um, if you go to Pete Dinelli, D-I-N-E-L-L-I, and read his um, post on examining the record of District Attorney Raul Torres, you will see a lot of the beliefs that Torres has. And it's very much in line with the governors, and that's very much in line with a lot of the Democrat leaders in countries like, or cities like Chicago, New York, San Francisco, which is why we have an increase of violent crime in New Mexico, but especially Albuquerque. And uh, so when you have lawlessness that is supported and encouraged by government leaders, which there's a whole reason they do that, guys, I don't have time to get into, but when you have that happen, you have an increase of crime in your community because they'll just get out. There's no um, payment to be paid for violating the law. And that's why a lot of times you'll see an increase of violence. And so Torres is very much um, supporting that. His uh, uh, opposition is Jeremy Gay. And he is a Marine Corps vet. Uh, he is conservative in his beliefs. 
and he's a lawyer that defends victims of domestic violence. So you can look these people up. I do have a beef with New Mexico candidates. Can you please give us your policy positions, like on your website, whatever it is, like key ones, like Second Amendment, religious freedom, abortion. Can you please put that somewhere that makes it easier to find and access? That would help a lot. I was really irritated because one of them is a Curry County Sheriff. Now, the guy that's running is Michael D. Reeves. I don't know much about him, and if anybody does, please DM me his um, beliefs. But he has served in law enforcement for over 30 years. Uh, he was um, uh, the undersheriff. He retired from that. Uh, he worked as a patrol uh, deputy, patrol sergeant, narcotics sergeant, patrol narcotics lieutenant. And then he was finally um, under Sheriff uh, Wesley Waller. Um, he focused on drug-related issues in the community, and he also served as a sergeant lieutenant in eastern New Mexico. And uh, so he's got some good credentials, but here's the only thing that I care about with the sheriff, and this is especially important after COVID, uh, because, by the way, a lot of the shutdowns and the mandates and stuff were um, unconstitutional, and the Supreme Court said they were. But here's the deal. If you have um, Democrats and representatives and senators and things who don't believe in the Constitution, then they're not going to follow it. And they also know it takes years to get through the court system, so they just try to see what they can get away with. The reason the sheriff is a key position is the sheriff is the highest law of the land. A lot of people don't know that. The sheriff is the only elected legal um, or law enforcement officer in the nation. In fact, the sheriff has more authority than the FBI, the state police, and even our own governor, any official, and the president of the United States. So the, the sheriff can actually, and there's precedent for this, say, uh, get out of my state. And he can tell it to anybody that he wants to. Um, we saw that in, I believe, Wisconsin when their governor wanted to shut down some um, small da uh, dairies that were making their own products. And the sheriff finally stepped in and, and told the FBI and the um, FDA that they're not allowed in his county. And if they showed up, he's going to run them off. Um, we also had a, a sheriff in New Mexico that basically let the state police know to leave a pastor alone. So they are our last line of defense against tyrannical government. And so what's crucial about the sheriff is that the sheriff will uphold and defend the New Mexico Constitution and the United States Constitution, which, by the way, the New Mexico Constitution says in the in it says basically that any elected official will uphold it and the U.S. Constitution. So there's a double whammy there. They have to be willing to defend those two documents um, in spite of government leaders. And so that's what's crucial about a sheriff. So if you have a sheriff that is passive, if you have a sheriff that's not willing to do that, if you have a sheriff that's ignorant of the uh, New Mexico Constitution and U.S. Constitution, or they've never read it, they don't even know what it means, we have a problem. And so it's very important for the sheriff to be a constitutional sheriff. So those are the some of the, uh, the main races. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of people are not running against any of them. And so... Um, you know, sometimes you just get what you get because no one steps up to the plate. My vision is to see Christians <clears throat> step up to the plate in politics. And if you have a passion, if you have an area that you're, you know, you feel called to, please make your voice heard. And uh, so I'll be getting back to some normal training. But to summarize, should a 
Christian or Catholic vote for someone who's Democrat that believes in abortion? No. We should examine their voting record. Should we vote? Yes. Should we vote for pastors that um, maybe they're not official pastor, but we think they're a Christian and they'll be like a pastor? No. We vote for those that are anointed to do the job. And if we don't know what Holy Spirit's saying, we go by principles. And that is if they are pro-life. That is the deciding line. That's the deciding factor. Are they pro-life? If not, they don't get our vote, Whether, regardless of Democrat Party. Should you vote for someone you're passionate about, knowing it'll probably cost the election to someone who believes in killing babies? No. I stand up, you know, with you for your passion, but we have to be smart. And that means voting for people we know can beat the candidate that is either in office that believes in killing babies or that is running against someone who believes in killing babies. Babies, guys. That's what it comes down to. So anyway, that is um, all I've got today. And uh, next week I may not be on. I'm traveling to do some ministry and truth or consequences. I'll try to get one done Wednesday maybe. But I will for sure have the Daniel uh, done. Or maybe I'll do the urgent education versus Daniel. Now I feel like I'm rambling. So I'm going to let you guys go. Have coffee with my husband. You guys have a great weekend. Small is a new big. God is shifting from the current church structure back to his original intent and design, the ecclesia. The ecclesia is the original word that was used when Jesus was describing that he would build his church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it in Matthew 16, 18. In fact, most of the time when you see church, it's actually ecclesia. The ecclesia is his ruling government on earth made up of two or more. It's a mobile, organic community, not a system. If you felt like a square peg trying to fit in a round hole, or you know there's more, this training might be for you. If you know that God is moving in the marketplace and you want to be equipped to partner with him, this training is for you. If you understand that the call is to disciple nations, you must be equipped with this training. Go to churchshift.me. That is churchshift.me.